everybody. Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. If you are new to the show, we have an episode releasing every Monday and Thursday on CharismaPodcastNetwork.com. You can also download the Charisma Plus app for free and get all of our shows on there. Also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, pretty much anywhere that podcasts are listened to on Audible, you can tap in there. For those who are constantly listening to Awaken Podcast, um, thank you so much for being a faithful listener, spreading the word, subscribing, rating, and reviewing so we can get this out to more people so they can be blessed and awakened by the gospel of our Lord Jesus. Today, I am starting a new series. And at the beginning of the year, we did a 10-part series. It was my longest one yet on First Love Fire. The Lord is drawing our hearts, our attention, our affection to Him. He is an all-consuming fire. And um, as He reveals Himself through the Scriptures, and as we see Him for who He truly is, our hearts burn for Him. We are called to live on fire, and it's easy when you get to know Him. Obeying His commandments are not burdensome when we are in love, the Scriptures talk about in First John. And so I also had a series on no separation from God, which is powerful. I talk about how Jesus wasn't forsaken by God on the cross when He said, Oh God, oh God, why have you forsaken me? So tap into that. That was a shorter series, a two-part series. And then I also did a four-part series entitled The Fear of the Lord. And so we brought some definition to the fear of the Lord. Um, there's a lot of extremes with that topic. And so make sure to tune in. I believe it'll be enlightening and definitely inspiring for you to tune into that. And now I am starting a series. I'm not exactly sure how many parts it's going to be, but we're going to be going through the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus' most famous sermon. Um, This is Matthew chapter 5. Um, through chapter seven, and I'm going to be systematically breaking it down. I truly believe the Lord is calling his saints and his people into a lifestyle of manifesting his nature, that um, we we love talking about the power of God. We love talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but we need to manifest the fruit of the Spirit. And this is not the fruit of Michael Lombardo. This is not your fruit that you produce or you manufacture, but this is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So he is the one that does it in us and through us. I'm going to read Galatians chapter 5, verses mm, 22 is where I'm going to start. Well, first, the Apostle Paul is talking about how idolatry and witchcraft and jealousy and anger and selfish ambition are fruits of the flesh, not fruits of the Spirit. And those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But then in verse 22, he says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and against such things there is no law. Imagine if the church of Christ manifested love, walked in joy, experienced true, authentic, supernatural peace, were patient and long-suffering with the lost, were kind to those who disagreed with them, um, walked in goodness, mercy. Um, We're faithful to the scriptures. We're faithful in their walk and their service to Jesus. We're gentle instead of rude. We're self-controlled instead of slipping into all different kinds of sins and kind of, you know, uh, destroying the name of Jesus among the lost. Imagine if we can walk in these fruits and we can, and it's not by power and it's not by might, but it's by the spirit of God. And I believe the Lord is wooing the church into a revelation of the gospel that we may walk in the spirit. If you live by the spirit, therefore let's follow the spirit. The Apostle Paul said in Galatians 5, 
verse 25, and that all of the lusts and the passions of the flesh have been crucified with Christ. And now because of the nature that is within us, we've become a partaker of the divine nature. We can walk in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. We could walk in Holy Spirit attributes, not by our power, but by the power of the Spirit on the inside of us. So before I get into the Sermon on the Mount, I want to lay, um, just want to highlight a couple points here going into it. And so let me pull it up really fast. Beautiful. And so I want to highlight a couple points here. When Jesus was sharing the Sermon on the Mount, he was speaking to the Jews of his day. He was bringing everything to a heart level in this sermon. You know, they were used to performance modification. They were used to do this. Don't do that. If you sin, you are cursed. If you obey, then you are blessed. That was a paradigm from which they lived. And also there was... um many man-made traditions that they were following that were outside of the scriptures. A lot of the Pharisees were dedicated to the traditions that were of men that Jesus talks about several times in the gospels that didn't have any grounding and footing in the word of God. And so in the Sermon on the Mount, one thing that you will see that I will bring up later on is that he is bringing everything to a heart level. It's not just about killing someone or um, committing adultery. It's about thinking about it and that being the very intention and motive of your heart. You know, it's not just about about, um, changing the way you are behaving, but it's about, hey, we needed a heart transformation through Jesus Christ. We needed a Holy Spirit heart surgery. We needed the nature of God deposited on the inside of us so that we can be empowered to live out the law. And we are free from the law in the new covenant. We are no longer obeying rules written on stones, but now the commandments of God are woven into our hearts, written upon our hearts, and we are empowered by the Holy Spirit to manifest the fruits and the nature of God. And also in Jesus's ministry, Jesus is revealing the Father in the clearest way we have ever seen um, before. And so there's pictures of, of God and his heart and who he is, and there is um, shadowings, foreshadowings and pictures of Jesus in the Old Testament scriptures. But Jesus in the New Testament, he brings the clearest in his, in his life and his ministry, he brings the clearest definition and understanding and revelation of who his father is, what God is like. And Jesus was not nullifying the Old Testament. He wasn't throwing away the Old Testament. Like he says in the Sermon on the Mount, that he is not coming to abolish or nullify the law and the prophets, but he is coming to fulfill it. And this is, this is important because there's a new living way. And so that's, that's where Jesus is coming from. And I want to lay that as a foundation here. And honestly, the Beatitudes are, you know, we're going to get into the Beatitudes today. And living the Beatitudes is an evidence of the work of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. The Holy Spirit will always be wooing us into a greater revelation of our identity in Christ and to a greater place of yieldedness and surrender to his will and his ways. And the more we see him, the more we will become like him. Or you could even say, the more we will manifest our God-given nature and identity. The more we see him, the more we will manifest these different attributes that are spoken about here on the Sermon of the Mount. And before I get into it really quick, I just want to say, I'm going to read to you the Beatitudes and that's going to be our episode today. This is where I'm going to start. But these attributes are not something that we can strive for or perfect in our own flesh. No, we can yearn. We could read these scriptures and say, oh, I yearn to be more gentle. I yearn to hunger and thirst for righteousness. I want to be more merciful. I want to be a peacemaker. I'm not seeing that in my life. And I want to rejoice and bless those who persecute me and insult me. I want these things in my life. 
and it's good to yearn for it. But to some degree, we need to now identify with these things. This is in our nature. If you are a believer, you are one spirit with the Lord Jesus Christ. You become a partaker of the divine nature. And so you can truly say, I am poor in spirit. I am gentle. I do hunger and thirst for righteousness. I am merciful. I am pure in heart. I am a peacemaker. I can rejoice and I will rejoice when I am persecuted because this is now in my nature. Whether I am experiencing that, whether I am operating at this level and this degree at this current time in my life or not, this is who I am. I refuse to identify with my thoughts. I refuse to identify with my feelings. I refuse to identify with my experience at this current stage. I choose to believe the scriptures. I choose to believe Jesus's words more than anything else. Feelings are a liar. Experiences are a liar. But God, he is true. And I need to stop identifying with Adam and and the sin that has crept into the world through Adam. And I need to identify with Jesus and everything that he has accomplished and everything he has made me to be through his completed work. And so it is good to long for a manifestation of this in your life. But at the same time, we need to trust and realize that I cannot do this in my own power and abilities. I need your help, Jesus. And I want that to be the posture of your heart as I read this. I want you to say to the Lord, yes, God, I can grow in these different areas in my life. I can I can grow. I can mature in these areas. And I want to mature in these areas. I want to grow in these areas. Not my will, but yours be done. I can't do it, but you can do it. Not by might, not by strength, but I surrender my heart. Lord, have your way in me. Produce these things on the inside of me so I could be a true and authentic witness of you in the earth. And so I'm going to read. This is this is um, the Sermon on the Mount. This is the Beatitudes section. This is Matthew chapter 5, verse 1 through 11. I'm going to read it, and it goes like this. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and after he sat down, the disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and began to teach them, saying, and I just find this interesting, I'm not going to spend time on this, but Jesus sat down on a mountain, and he amplified his voice to the crowds. There was thousands and thousands of people listening to this message. There must have been supernatural amplification of his voice, but at the same time, he sat down. He was in a place of rest. Many preachers feel like they need to be behind a pulpit before they could say anything powerful or crucial, but no, Jesus sat down on the mountaintop and there was supernatural release and amplification of his voice and he preached the greatest and most amazing, you know, popular sermon here in the gospel of Matthew. And um, anyways, and so this is what Jesus began to say, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Blessed are the gentle for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be satisfied blessed are the merciful for they will receive mercy blessed are the pure in heart for they will see god blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called sons of god blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness for theirs is the kingdom of heaven and blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me rejoice and be glad for your reward in heaven is great in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Jesus declared blessing 
on people who operated out of these godly um, traits, out of the nature of Jesus, out of his, by his spirit, those who walked in his spirit and manifested his fruit. He said, there is inherent blessing attached to living in this manner. And there are rewards attached. And I know in our fear of the Lord series, I talk a lot about eternal rewards and there are temporal and eternal rewards. And Jesus talks about it here. When you are poor in spirit, many will know that yours is the kingdom of heaven because that is an attribute that only God can produce. Blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. We've talked about this on my inner healing series I did last year in 2020. We talked about um, how we cannot bottle things up on the inside, um, pain, hurt, offenses. Um, if we release them to God, you know, tears are an outward evidence of an internal work of the Holy Spirit. And if we let out our pain and we mourn and we cry, um, that is God's way of allowing us to release the pain that we're holding and harboring. And we will receive comfort from the Holy Spirit in that way. That is a promise that if we mourn, if we are humble, if we are vulnerable, it's probably a better word, if we are vulnerable and we are um, willing to be transparent and open and, and bear our pain before the Lord, he promises comfort will accompany us. And then blessed are the gentle. Wow, being gentle. We really need that in this time and in this era. We will inherit the earth. We know that um, the hope of the gospel isn't that we are just going to go to heaven one day and God is going to save us and rescue us from this disgusting earth. But no, heaven is going to come to earth and we will inherit the earth as God's people. And so that is a beautiful promise for those who are gentle. We will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. He's talking to the Jews of his day. If you hunger for true righteousness, you will be satisfied. Jesus is our satisfaction. This one was beautifully fulfilled for all believers. And then in verse seven, blessed are the merciful for they will receive mercy. Wow. That's amazing. Blessed are the pure in in heart for they will see God. When you have a pure heart, you are more um, able to see God clearly with a pure heart. P- blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. You know, um, we're not called to be peacekeepers. Someone who just stays silent and just pretends that you know different things aren't taking place. No, we are to make peace, and it's not always easy. But God wants us to be bringers of peace. And those who are um, peacemakers are sons of God. Blessed are those who are being persecuted for righteousness' sake. There's the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who are insulted and persecuted for Jesus. And we will have a reward in heaven. And so anyways, this is what God is drawing his body into. I truly believe that you know the Lord has restored healing in the body of Christ. He's restored tongues. He has. There's been revivals of you know, contemplation prayer. There's been revivals of, you know, people who've seen miracles. If you dig in the church history and you read God's generals at Robert's Laird on my show, you see God restoring gifts to the body of Christ. And, and you see times where people are getting saved in droves. And that is amazing. And we will continue to see the gifts of the spirit in operation. We'll continue to see lives being transformed, people being saved, delivered from the power of darkness, being transferred into the kingdom of God's son in light. And that is amazing. We must pursue that and and love that and want to be a uh, partner with the Lord in that way. But we also must be a better example to the world. And this is something that I have been meditating on. This is a conviction that is in my heart. If we refuse to show the world a true picture of who Jesus is, and we, and I have my buddy Gabe on the show, Castanio, we talked about this, but if we 
will be critical and judgmental and we will tear down the lost for not having the same belief system and hold the lost to the same degree of the word of God. And if we will, you know, gossip and slander and do all these things that we're seeing on social media, if believers are being this to the world, how are they going to see Jesus? How are they going to know that we are his disciples? You know, the word of God says that, uh, that the world will know that we are Jesus' disciples by the love that we have for one another. And that has not been the testimony at large. Um, regarding the church and that is heartbreaking that is heartbreaking we need to love one another with a supernatural and pure love and this is not something you can do in your own abilities but this is something you could bring to the very feet of jesus and say god have your way in my heart i see these beatitudes i see these traits i see the 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 fruit of the spirit in galatians 5 and i say yes lord i want it i can't do it i can't manufacture it i can't accomplish it in my own powers but god like holy spirit have your way on the inside of me i i surrender i yield to you have your way lord I am your vessel. I am an instrument to manifest your glory in this earth. God, do it in me and through me. I yield my heart to you. I surrender my will to you. And I truly believe that as we bring these things to the Lord in prayer, and as we get to know him intimately and personally, and we abide in his presence, we will begin to have opportunities to extend mercy, have opportunities to fight for purity of heart. We will have opportunities to be gentle in circumstances where we otherwise wouldn't be. We would be put in circumstances where we feel you know, tears welling up on the inside of us and we could bottle it up and we could push it down or we could let it out and bring it before the Lord. And there is a humility and a poor, um, a brokenness, a contriteness of spirit, being poor in spirit that God is going to be putting us in places and opportunities for us to grow in these areas. And we must say, yes, this is, we only have, um, a short period of time here on the earth. We all have a mighty calling on our lives. We must take this seriously, that we must shine in the world so that others can praise God and say, wow, there, there's something different about the followers of Jesus. And so that's where I'm going here on this podcast. And that's where I'm going in this series. We'll see where it takes us. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be powerful, I believe. And so make sure to keep tuning in, make sure to subscribe, rate and review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they could be awakened by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Love you guys. Bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'll talk to you next time on Awaken Podcast. Hello everybody, Mike Lombardo here. Let me tell you about this amazing online store, The Hope Filled Journey. Um, you'll definitely want to check that out today. Michelle and Renee Torres, they started up an online store in obedience to the Holy Spirit in the midst of a crazy year, full-time jobs, raising four small children. They stepped out in faith and God is honoring it every step of the way. It's www.thehopefilledjourney.com. This is where you'll find extraordinary products, clothes, fashion accessories, jewelry and more you'll be able to find amazing clothes for spring handmade jewelry their goal is to inspire faith through the, through their product line as well as high quality in all they do and produce check it out it's the hopefilledjourney.com and also if you today if you go well you have a promo code awaken promo code awaken if you go to the website you can get 25 percent off of all full priced items and all orders over $60 will ship free. And so that's 25% off today, all full price items. 
and any orders, $60 or more, will ship free. And so make sure to go to the website that is www.thehopefilledjourney.com and make sure to use promo code AWAKEN.